Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the very first episode of what I am calling Podcasting the Elite. Uh, we are a weekly show that talks about uh, the happenings around All Elite Wrestling and specifically the news surrounding All Elite Wrestling. Um, I'm not going to dabble too much in rumor for the most part, mostly just going to talk about the stuff that we know to be real and because uh, there's all kinds of crazy rumors and there's always going to be tons of crazy rumors so maybe we'll dig into some of them maybe we won't uh today's episode we're going to talk specifically about the men's division so far so the wrestlers that we know are going to be wrestling singles men's wrestling uh next week we're going to talk about the men's tag division uh, and then the week after that, the women's division, et cetera, et cetera, as we get closer to their first big event, Double or Nothing, uh, which is coming up here in May. It's about six weeks away as of the time of this recording. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Um, but the plan is we're going to record these every Friday night. So after all of the stuff has come out. So Mondays, uh, we have Being the Elite comes out on youtube uh usually thursdays double or nothing road to double or nothing comes out or whatever kind of vlog based thing cody and brandy are working on comes out on thursday uh, and then as we know in october there's probably going to be weekly wrestling on tuesday so those are the things we're going to talk about we'll also talk about press releases they make on uh over on Twitter and stuff like that. So who knows? Uh, we will we will cover everything that we can manage to cover. Uh, my name is Daniel. I go by Chop the Viking usually on most things. Uh, that is what I'm on Twitter as. Uh, that is what I stream as. That is it's what I've been going by for ever now. Variations of that for uh, on online for probably more than a decade now, which is kind of scary, but that's who I am. That's where you can find me. Um, I am a long time wrestling fan who like most people went into remission for a while. Uh, and I can tell you the exact moment I went into remission. Uh, it was shortly after the WWF at the time purchased WCW of which I was a bigger fan of because they were less silly in my opinion. Like they were more realistic. Like it, there was just a, a great, like a much better vibe in my opinion in WCW until, you know, Russo ran it into the ground. I was also a kid at the time. So, uh, some of the Russo shenanigans were actually good in my opinion. The poke of doom, terrible, just terrible. Uh, I also didn't like Jeff Jarrett much. So, that was also really annoying. Um, but uh, the exact moment I stopped watching wrestling was when someone was stalking the Undertaker's wife and this certain someone was standing in the middle of the ring and took off his ski mask and it was the biggest baby face in the world, Diamond Dallas Page. And... Uh, I'm pretty sure I just turned off the TV and I never turned on the WWE again. Uh, at the time, it was being a little promising because um, 
like they had a chunk set off at the end of the show that was uh, the WCW guys uh, getting like a little block of time at the end specifically dedicated to WCW, which I thought was good. I mean, it sucked that they didn't have the big guys at the time, like, you know, Hall and Nash and those guys, the big uh, NWO guys. But, you know, you may do. But, yeah, when when they brought Paige out as this creepy stalker dude who was going to be the bad guy in a feud with The Undertaker who was biker taker at the time, I think like uh, I was done. Uh, I did not tune back in until I want to say 2015. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was something around there. Uh, cause you kind of got brought back into awareness a little bit when, uh, Brock Lesnar went and was doing MMA cause I still watch MMA uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, but, you know, he came in and was like, okay, hey, this dude actually has a legit wrestling background. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. And, you know, he actually did pretty well in MMA. And uh, I think one of my friends was watching WrestleMania and was talking on Facebook and was talking about how the Brock Lesnar match was about to start. Uh, and it was him versus Roman. Um, and it was one of the times that... Uh, I think Roman didn't beat Brock Lesnar at uh, Mania or something like that. I don't. I don't remember what happened. It wasn't the. It wasn't the year that Seth Rollins jumped him. It was the year before the whole Seth Rollins Money in the Bank thing. I think. I don't know. It was one of those two times because they were like back to back WrestleManias, which is you know ridiculous. But I, you know, I watched that. I tuned into the Raw after Mania. Uh, and I watched sporadically for a while, uh, and then I found NXT, and that that's once I got into NXT, that was fantastic, and been watching ever since. Stopped watching Raw and SmackDown, basically just watched the WWE pay per views and uh, NXT stuff, and then started hearing about Bullet Club stuff because you you kind of always hear about Bullet Club stuff. Uh, and, you know, heard some about the being the elite guys. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada match happened. And everyone went crazy because, you know, Dave Meltzer gave it six stars. And uh, <laughs> that was the, the point that broke everything. And it was like, okay. I need to go out of my way to watch this match. I went and watched it. I was like, all right, this is cool. So then I started watching being the elite and everyone knows where that rabbit hole eventually goes. Uh, bought all in as a pay-per-view. Um, did lots of stuff around them. Uh, been watching uh, being the elite for, I don't know, probably closing in on two years now um it's a good good product and it will that's a good segue so let's let's talk about this week's being the elite um it's called pissant <laughs> which i'm pretty sure well it had to do with i think cody's speech later in it um 
but yeah, it 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 opened up with a kind of a funny thing where uh part, as part of the C2 E2 event that uh the young bucks and Kenny went to they went to a Chicago Bulls game and there's a funny shtick where uh Kenny is pretending like he knows a lot about basketball but all of his basketball knowledge is from old video games uh, so he's naming all of these really old uh, basketball players. And like the most modern player he names is uh, Kobe Bryant, who's been retired for a few years now. I love that they're willing to make asses of themselves because, yeah. I mean, part of it, you know, it's obviously BSing because he's like, oh, you know, he's talking about this giant statue of Michael Jordan looking at this statue with a giant face plant, like, you know name on the front of it that says michael jordan and he uh doesn't know who the guy is so i mean you can tell it's you can tell it's stage so uh then after that you get kind of this continuation of this storyline uh with uh mjf and cody um and if you don't know mjf is maxwell jacob freeman um but yeah, so he he is basically like has been trying to kind of weasel his way in to all elite uh underneath Cody and is kind of using Cody to get in there and has been super awesome and nice to Cody's face and uh then basically a you know an asshole to everyone else and uh Last week in the show, Cody just goes off on him, or well, he he kind of goes off on Cody, and Cody gives him this big speech that is a uh, uh, it's a direct quote from uh, Rocky Balboa, like a, one of the Rocky movies that he, he gives this big speech to his son, and I mean like full on direct quote, which is always funny to hear because he he's this is not the first time he's done a big direct quote because he did when they invaded Raw. They he stood up on a thing with a bullhorn and and gave the president's speech from Independence Day uh, verbatim, which is I think is a hilarious again it's a hilarious like inside joke um, and a lot of the stuff in being the elite is a great inside joke, um, but yeah so MJF manages to piss off Brandy who's Cody's wife and uh, it really looks like they're setting up a feud between MJF and Cody which you kind of get more of later on. Then there's uh, this running joke that gets started uh, because they're, they kind of introduce the announcer uh, and he does his little thing again. Uh, and he starts announcing uh, this guy, Mike Kalari, uh, and he's just eating an apple in every scene. Like he's always taking a bite out of an apple because you, you kind of get that later. But MJF, you know, he walks in and he's, eating an apple and he gets thrown in and then later on there's a announcer that's announcing him and almost every time he's talking to him he's got an apple in his hand and he's he's eating an apple which it's going to be might be the next ftr well we'll see uh they get do the uh scu does their thing in Times square wrestlemania weekend that's uh fun and exciting yeah, that, he gets like heckled by some random fan. Like someone walks by and yells, says something about AEW, uh, which is great. Uh, then they switch to uh, an a, a event I'm also assuming is over WrestleMania weekend from a company rise. Uh, and there were no ropes on the ring, which seems really dangerous. And I don't know if that was just something to do with uh, 
like something broke or this is the very, very end of the show or it had something to do with some regulation they were trying to skirt. Like if they didn't have ring ropes, they couldn't be counted as X, Y, or Z. And I don't know, it just didn't look, didn't look safe at all. Uh, and you could tell that they were not comfortable doing anything in that, on that platform, basically. Um, but a couple of Rise wrestlers jump. I think it was Kylie Ray. They jump uh, and they're beating her up. And Brandy comes out with uh, the other two women from the Battle Royal, or not the Battle Royal, the the three way um, that's going to be a double or nothing. And they they save Kylie Ray and uh, get a bunch of crazy chants. And then the kind of a scuffle breaks out in the ring between Kylie Ray and uh, Doctor Brittany Baker and uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, they, you get the announcement from CTE2, uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros at Double or Nothing is going to be for the AAA tag titles, which the Young Bucks recently won from the Lucha Bros down in AAA. Um, Hangman doing his full gear challenge thing, which has actually been kind of cool uh, on Twitter. There's a whole bunch of other like fans doing it too, uh, trying to lose weight uh, as part of the full gear challenge and getting... Uh, getting fighting shape alongside hangman like it's kind of really cool to see uh get the the classic young bucks and kenny teasing around the idea of cm punk being the uh librarian character that they're trying to cast right now um it'll be interesting to see what they do with the librarian character anyway uh i always loved the idea of cm punk being uh the bear the uh, drug-free bear that they had uh last year i just it would be funny for the you know this bear to have, to have been around for the whole time and it turns out it's uh it's cm punk i think for the most part it was probably kenny because there was that was the period of time where like they were doing the whole uh golden lovers thing and kenny being uh estranged from the bullet club and Cody trying to take over the Bullet Club, so it would make a lot of sense that it was Kenny in the suit a lot of the time because he couldn't be seen with them, so for kayfabe reasons or whatever. As part of this call where they tease CM Punk being the librarian, uh, Kenny te- says something like makes a joke about spending like the entire first year's but the beginning of the year budget on a commercial for what. The, the event that up until now has just been a co-event between AEW and this company CEO, which is a, a games company. And they named the event the Fighter Festival, like as the commercial came out the next day. Uh, F-Y-T-E-R, which is a pun on Fire Festival, which was a cr- weird party for influencers that was... Uh, thrown into uh like in the caribbean or something like that and just no one was prepared for anything and everything blew up community effort orlando is ceo um it's an annual fighting uh game event held in orlando florida since 2010 um and it yeah it's a lot of fighting game community stuff uh we'll talk about that here in a little bit because there are three matches announced for it so far uh, and we'll be getting into that. Uh, but Fire Festival massively crashed and burned. 
there is, are multiple documentaries about it, including one made by the people who produced Fire Festival. So like they're cashing in on their own crash and burn. I highly recommend listening, like watching that commercial because it's really funny. Um, and I'm going to try to link this stuff in the show notes. I'm not quite sure how the show notes are going to work yet. Um, but I'll, I'll put links to all of this stuff that I, what I can in the show notes, um, whether they will be attached to this episode and whatever podcast, uh, program you are using and wherever you get this from, or, uh, like I have to do them on their own weird little page. So today road to double or nothing came out, uh, and apparently uh, on Twitter, Cody said the episode was delayed for a day because his ed- he gave his editor some extra time because his editor was, quote, working on something exclusive, luxurious, and Coachella-like for Mr. Omega, <laughs> which is, you know, Kenny's commercial. In the episode, they announced a couple more people for the over-the-budget Battle Royal, Glacier, and Brian Pillman Jr. Continued the storyline a little bit of uh, Jericho kind of just being an asshole and uh really wanting AEW to put him on a pedestal and recognize him and thank him for making their company basically exist and you know up doing up the rockstar thing and uh Cody asked Glacier for advice on what to do because Glacier's a huge veteran like I mean he's been around the wrestling business since the WCW days and knew uh, Cody's dad and probably knew Cody since he was, you know, four, you know, like just this tiny kid running around. Um, Glacier says, Oh, you should meet him face to face. So, you know, that's probably coming up and that's gonna, I'm sure cause tons of problems. Uh, then they, they kind of did a promo package slash introduction video for Kylie Ray, which was good to see because like, I don't know anything about her. And like, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't know anything about a lot of these people and it's good to kind of get to know them, which is, I think what they're really doing right with social media between this and being the elite, like they're introducing you to these characters, they're introducing you to these people. And it's, it's kind of that, that. Cody's channel, like the Nightmare Family stuff, the what's Road to Double or Nothing, um, it's really good because it's got like kind of that WWE production feel of of like making you care about people and quasi documentary stuff, like that kind of a thing. Um, whereas Being the Elite is you know total fan service stuff and them doing skits and and recording when and where they can, kind of guerrilla style, which is just great. It's a makes for a fun product and something that, you know, I enjoy and very much look forward to every Monday when it comes out. Uh, then they start talking about Cody Rhodes' new children's book. I don't know if it actually is written by Cody because like the Young Bucks did a children's book that they actually wrote and had someone illustrate and they sold. Uh, but this is by a small publisher and it looks like it's going to be a series of books because they call it the uh, book for the elite team, which I'm assuming is, I mean, it looked like the young bucks were in it. I mean, it looks like Kenny's probably going to be in it too. So I don't know if it's like, like a series of kid books based on the elite, which is kind of a hilarious idea. Uh, Found out later that the publisher's website crashed within six minutes of the episode going live like so many people went to go try and buy the book 
that uh, it crashed the publisher's website uh, and they got it back up and running again. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of funny. Like just how much attention these guys are getting is fantastic. Um, then they did a promo for Nyla Rose, uh, and she's definitely the heel in this triple threat. And it's, uh, she, I mean, it looks like a beast, uh, and she is a beast. And, uh, we'll talk to her, talk about her in a couple weeks when we, uh, cover the women on the roster. But, uh, she, she looks like she's going to be an interesting monster heel, hopefully for the uh, roster. Uh, and then they announced a new new member of the AEW roster, uh, Darby Allen, uh, who is formerly a professional skater. So he skates in the, the video, which is kind of cool um, and very much looks like a hardcore kind of guy. Uh, but we will get to him here in a little bit, uh, along with all the other men. So let's uh, now talk about the three events that we know of right now. Uh, the first one is Double or Nothing, uh, which is coming up here on the 25th of May uh, from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. It seats a maximum of 17,157 people, uh, but can be adjusted based on the event. Uh, I think they said something about 14,000 uh, at some point. That that's, that's the number of tickets that they were selling, something along those lines. Um, and they did reserve tickets for the pre-order sale, uh, which I thought was kind of funny because it was, you know, you're basically pre-ordering your pre-order, uh, and apparently had more than 40,000 pre-order requests and, uh, tickets sold out in under four minutes, which is insane, especially since almost none of that was scalpers because they did a really good job limiting access to that kind of stuff. Um, and who knows how long this hype will keep up and how long their stuff will sell out. Um, here's what we know about the matches so far. There's a few of them. Uh, we have the over the budget battle Royal with a handful of people announced for it. You have a uh, sunny kiss, Kip Sabin, Brandon Cutler, Ace Ramiro, Glacier and Brian Pillman Jr. Are the six guys that have been announced so far. Um, don't really know much about most of those guys, um, except for, you know, Glacier, Glacier is a veteran. Uh, we do know uh, Hangman Page will be taking on Pac, hopefully, because apparently Pac had uh, some issues, like visa issues, coming to the U.S. not terribly long ago. Uh, SU, SoCal, SoCal Uncensored, if I can talk. Uh, is going to take on uh, Sema, I believe is how it's pronounced. I, I could be wrong. Uh, and two wrestlers from OWE, they have yet to be announced. Uh, but that's a, a partner promotion that uh, AEW has hooked up with. Uh, and I definitely expect them to do more because they also hooked up with uh, AAA, I think, and a couple other people. Uh, so it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do. Uh, we know there's Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are having a rematch. I actually kind of expect Jericho to win this one because that would set up the rubber match because, you know, Kenny won the first one. It, it, Jericho can win the second one. And then they have a third one that's even bigger and crazier. 
And that's that's kind of the way the business usually works. Uh, unless unless they do something like a weird no contest, but I would expect Jericho to win this one. Um, probably by nefarious means, probably not cleanly. Um, but yeah, who knows? We'll we'll get to that when we get closer and see more and get the prediction show. Uh, then you've got the women's three way between uh, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Nyla Rose, and uh, Kylie Ray. Uh, Cody's going to have a match. He keeps talking about it and keeps hinting about it. Uh, there's, you know, not sure who his opponent is yet. Uh, there's been jokes about it being jokes and rumors that it's going to be his brother, uh, uh, Dustin Reynolds, uh, Goldust, or uh, the other one it's really leaning towards right now is MJF. Um, because on, uh, yeah, it was uh, on being the elite this week. He, uh, I, I don't know who the wrestler is. Like, for some reason, like, the name's just, I don't know. Yes, he's a, he's a young indie guy, and he comes in, and uh, Cody yells at him, like, just goes off on him. But you can tell that he's actually yelling at MJF, not at the kid. And just, you know, the kid's just kind of in the way. It's It's, you know, more weird Cody stuff. And then you have the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros doing their thing for the AAA tag championships that's all we know for now uh that's actually a pretty you know decently long card so that may be all we get i don't know if there'll be much more um it it seems like there was supposed to be a match uh for uh sammy guevara but i don't know like that hasn't been announced yet if he's actually going to have one so you know who knows um then you have the uh, AEW CEO event, uh, which is now Fighter Fest on June 29th in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, there's going to be lots of competitive gaming stuff, but there are three wrestling matches uh, that have been booked so far. Uh, you have Alex Jabaley, uh <laughs> up against Michael Nakazawa in a hardcore match. Um Cody Rhodes against Darby Allen, who was, you know, announced on this week's episode of uh, Road to Double or Nothing. And then Kenny and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros and Pac. So that should be a nice little fun match. And then the last one that they've announced is an event, Fight for the Fallen. And tickets are supposed to go on sale about that soon. They're, they're going to have an announcement soon on that. So that should be another big chance for us to get a bunch of information uh, it's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida at Daly's Place, which is owned by the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, or adjacent to the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. It's an amphitheater connected to the TIA Bank Field, uh, and it shares space with an indoor practice facility for the Jags. So, yeah, seats 5,500 people. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly that sells out. Um, so, yeah. This week's quick topic, hopefully quick, is the men's singles division. We're just going to kind of go over who's involved, uh, kind of what they're doing, what they're known for that I can find out real quick. Uh, some Lots of the guys I haven't seen wrestle, and yeah, we'll see, right? So, of course, you got the original people who signed up. Cody Rhodes, he's one of the executive VPs, one of four Uh he was, uh, you know, at the initial AEW announcement that the place was going to exist. Then you have Jericho, 
who was also announced at that AEW event. Everyone knows Cody and Jericho. Cody was Stardust and Cody Rhodes in uh, WWE. Jericho was Jericho everywhere. Uh, he was Jericho in WWE. He was Jericho in WCW. He was Jericho in ECW. He was Jericho in New Japan. Like he's he's Jericho. Kenny Omega was announced at Double for Nothing. Double or Nothing announcement, like the big press conference for Double or Nothing. Uh, he is also an executive VP, and uh, yeah, he's Kenny Omega. He's been in the Indies, Ring of Honor. He he apparently was in WWE for a little while in their developmental, but they let him go, and I bet they've been kicking themselves recently because yeah, you, you don't always get it right, right? Uh, then you have Adam Hangman Page, who uh, was at that AEW, like the original announcement. Uh, Hangman has been with the Elite for a while. He's been in being the Elite for a while. He's mostly a Ring of Honor guy, I think. He also does New Japan. Uh, you know, he's a Bullet Club guy. Uh, he kind of famously was, you know, the the elite guys have said that if they were going to build a wrestling federation about around a single wrestler uh, at the helm, they w it would be hangman at the helm. Like he's the future of the business kind of a thing. So, you know, a lot of, a lot on his shoulders. It'll be interesting to see how he does and where it all goes. Right. Um, then you got Joey Janela who I've again, only seen wrestle at all in, uh, he's known for crazy matches and he runs a big event over WrestleMania weekend every year. That's called Joey Janela's spring break. Uh, he's done work in progress, pro wrestling, guerrilla combat zone, wrestling and major league wrestling. Uh, won some titles, you know, seems like an interesting guy. Uh, his weird being the elite segments where he like trying to does tricks and stuff like, <laughs> those have been like funny just because they're so terrible. And I think that's kind of the point, uh, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, on the second episode of road to double or nothing, you have, uh, Jimmy havoc or Jimmy fucking havoc, depending on who you talk to. Uh, he is, I would call him a modern hardcore legend because he's like one of the big, big hardcore guys like Janela and like, uh, the guy who is Dean Ambrose in WWE before he went to WWE, apparently. Uh, but yeah, he did a lot of stuff with uh, Progress and Major League Wrestling. And uh, I know him from uh, Defiant or what is WCPW, where he, he's been there. He was their longest reigning hardcore champ, I think. Then uh, Jungle Boy, who I have not seen wrestle, who uh, has kind of an interesting background in that he is. Uh, the son of the actor Luke Perry of 90210 fame and Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie fame. But he didn't want to ride on his dad's coattails, so he went by other names when he was like coming up in wrestling. Uh, I think he's mostly known from pro wrestling Gorilla. He's he's pretty young, so uh, he's got a lot of a lot of stuff ahead of him, and he, he kind of does this Tarzan theme thing, apparently. And I'm, I'm interested to see how he goes, because he's apparently got a lot of promise and a lot of hype behind him. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, then you have MJF Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, who's kind of a 
pompous ass richer rich million dollar man kind of guy except more obnoxious he, he he's done a lot of work in major league wrestling and apparently combat zone wrestling um he was the first major league wrestling middleweight world champion which is kind of cool yeah i mean he he performed at the original all-in uh i think he lost he i think he was in the opener and he lost i don't i don't fully remember you know it was, it was a decent match but like kind of nothing to write home about i think in my opinion tell me if i'm wrong if you really like him and he, he makes a good heel he's got a punchable face which is you know <laughs> pretty important when you're trying to be a bad guy um then you have pack who was uh neville in wwe uh most people know him and famously sat out like the last six months of his contract because he was so pissed off at the wwe and they wouldn't release him then at the uh double or nothing announcement uh sammy guevara who is a a lucha wrestler he was a triple a cruiserweight champ at the time i don't think he is anymore uh announced that he was going to be wrestling for AEW. uh but he he's been in triple a and evolve in lucha underground and pro wrestling gorilla um and then so this guy's been announced for the uh battle royal because but i think most of the people announced for the battle royal aren't technically signing with aew but this guy seems to be uh which is sunny kiss um which is kind of cool so he was he was in aid or uh, in AEW, he was in lucha underground apparently in the third season which i actually haven't watched yet um and i need to because it was as cheesy as it could be sometimes it was a very entertaining and interesting put together product is i guess the way i would put it because like i like that they kind of did the over the top movie stuff between matches you know made it kind of interesting but if sunny is a member of the actual AEW roster that would make him like the first openly homosexual wrestler hired by AEW. so like the first person from the lbgtq community to be you know represented by what is going to be a major wrestling federation uh, which is kind of really fucking awesome in my opinion more representation do it because <laughs> that's like a whole branch of uh the population that would you know theoretically now tune in because there's not like the silly sophomoric view of homosexual people that like normally like people like the wwe do where it's really homophobic and uh just kind of really silly and usually it's the fact that they are homosexual is the butt of a joke and not just like part of who they are and that that'll be a refreshing thing to see i think uh from a major company especially one that's like really building itself on inclusion uh that is i think really really important for them to do and uh hopefully they do it so and then you have sema is apparently on the uh roster which is the guy who's the president of the oriental wrestling entertainment uh which is i believe a chinese company 
uh, yeah, he's bringing some of his guys there. And apparently they do like big, crazy Will Ospreay, Ricochet kind of stuff where they're flying all over the place and going crazy. Uh, but yeah, that, that's interesting to me. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out and how that partnership works out. Uh, and then you have uh, Darby Allen, uh, who's a former pro skater. Uh, he's been involved with Evolve a lot uh, and with part of the World Wrestling Network. Uh, and when he was in Evolve, uh, he had a few big crossover matches with some NXT guys when they did some events in the UK, I think. Uh, he he lost all four of the matches, but he had matches with Velveteen Dream, Mustafa Ali, Cassius Ono, and Roderick Strong, which is like four pretty high-profile NXT guys and well, one guy who's now on the main ro- roster and high-profile and uh, Mustafa Ali. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and then I guess the one last person to talk about would be someone who's become kind of a joke in uh, AEW on being the elite, which is uh, Michael Nakazawa, who apparently uh, he's got a lot of connections with uh, in Japan. So the reason this guy is actually like really like he's kind of a comedy wrestler in Japan uh, from what it looks like. And he's been in a tag team from time to time with Kenny Omega. Uh, And when they revealed that he was going to be part of AEW, uh, they, they did this great thing where they presented it in such a way that you thought it was Kota Ibushi, uh, but it ended up being Michael Nakazawa. Uh, But, the reason Nakazawa is a good pickup and we'll talk about this more when we get to like the people operating behind the scenes, because I think he's going to be a big behind the scenes guy Um, because he has a lot of connections in Japan and to a lot of Japanese federations. And he, I think is going to be used as like a liaison to work out deals and partnerships with like these kind of niche Japanese groups to get, to get guys for, specific events yeah and then in the meantime he'll you know put on some fun comedy matches like i'm curious about the hardcore match that they're gonna have uh in daytona beach because i don't know he's you know as they've said he's not really a hardcore guy so i wonder if he's gonna do uh crazy comedy shenanigans at uh the fighter fest we won't know until it happens right but uh, yeah, for now, that is going to conclude this first episode of Podcasting the Elite. If you want to get in touch with us, there is a couple of things you can do. Uh, the first thing you can do is you can email me. Uh, you can find my the email for the podcast is podcastingtheelite at gmail.com. Um, we tentatively right now are going to stream this every friday night starting around 10 30 p.m eastern and kind of going until uh we run out of things to talk about uh we'll hang out after the show for a little bit to talk about some stuff after the show that's going to be at, at two locations uh for right now uh and as we iron some things out uh if you prefer twitch we are going to be on the twitch platform 
Uh, it's at twitch.tv slash podcasting the elite, all one word. Um, and then it's going to be on my personal Mixer account, if you prefer Mixer. Uh, I stream on Mixer a couple couple days a week, earlier in the week. Um, and then this is going to be on Friday nights for people who prefer Mixer. And you can find my Mixer at mixer.com slash chop the Viking, all one word. This podcast is going to be hosted on Anchor. Uh, you can find the Anchor website at acre.fm slash PTE. If you do that, uh, through the Anchor app, you can actually uh, send voice messages, like basically call in and leave a voicemail for a show. And if you want to call in and give your opinion on something, or if you want to call in and suggest topics to talk about, uh, or anything like that, ask questions, whatever you think would be interesting for the show, please feel free to either download the anchor app or use one of their other methods of contacting the show. And I will be happy to include some of those, including as sound bites in the show to, uh, to, to make this more interesting and much more interactive because the more interactive and the more, you know, participation we can get, the better the show becomes. Um, and speaking of which, if you want to help the show out, review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on because especially in iTunes like reviews of the show help more than anything because it tells iTunes like hey people like the show maybe I should send this show to other people and show them that hey maybe you might like this too Uh, the other way you can help is to uh, send it to a friend that you think would be find it interesting Um, and until next time we'll see you Friday And enjoy being the elite on Monday. See you next time.